0: A very warm welcome to the Kudos community today. Kudos is a global leading provider of monetization applications for global users. It's creating a cleaner, more equitable world by making use of billions of dollars of underutilized hardware from around the world and then redistributing it for the betterment of communities and organizations. I'd like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, AMD, a multinational semiconductor Goliath, developing GPU and CPU processors across the globe for gamers, designers, service providers, pretty much every walk of life. And to Algorand, currently building the technology that will accelerate the convergence between centralised and traditional finance, by enabling the creation of next-gen financial products. To support the Kudos Cast podcast, like and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Telegram, and we would love to hear your comments or questions, so leave them in the comments. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our latest Kudos cast. This is episode eight of season three, and as voted by our Telegram and Twitter community, the Kudos cast will be a weekly podcast covering a broad range of topics. On today's Kudos cast, I'm joined by Vincent Marty, the Product and Marketing Director and one of the co founders of Darewise. Vincent, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, Pete?
0: I'm really, really good, actually. This has been a couple of weeks since we've actually recorded one of these. So, uh, well welcome to the kudos cast it's, it's brilliant to have you here and uh just to let everyone know kind of listening in this is kind of part of an Animoca brand's kind of mini series if if you like so we're quite excited to 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 be speaking with a number of projects that uh, within that ecosystem we'd like to find out a little bit more about that we're of course in that ecosystem as well so i think you know we're slightly biased on saying it's great <laughs> but genuinely there's some really really cool kind of projects coming out uh, particularly on the kind of gaming side and that's why we've got you, uh, you here today so on that note let's find out a little bit more about Vincent
1: Yeah, sure um so i'm Vincent uh i'm a father of one and a half kid. I'm say half because my second daughter is on her way. She's been to be arriving end of this month, June month. So, Congratulations! Uh, thank you very much. I'm an engineer as a background, but I've been in the gaming industry my whole life. I started my career actually building something that I'm not sure exists anymore, but it's a gambling platform for what we called uh, skill game at the time. So if you were a fan of, you know polls like on the web like uh, or, or card games like uh, or those kind of thing. Well, I, I started by developing a platform here in France where you could bet on your skills to beat your opponent. It was a very tremendous experience for me as an entrepreneur because it was the first time I really realized that I was meant to be in that space and um, it was a successful one, successful experience. I ended up solding this company to an English group who were developing different platforms for monetizing the web um, at the time. And uh, I had the chance to join Ubisoft then. Ubisoft in 2011, something like that, was uh, building their free-to-play and digital game um, teams for Europe. And uh, they were looking at people with uh, a little bit more uh, web experience. And so I joined this team. I ended up being the head of this team for Europe. So I was managing all different pro- free-to-play products from a marketing and, and community growth part of it, doing a lot of business development with partners in Asia and and, uh, and Russia. And that's during my time at Ubisoft that I met my friend Benjamin, who is the co-founder of Darewise, where I'm working now. So it was a tremendous experience. I spent a lot of time doing different things at Ubisoft uh, it was it was a next step in 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 my gaming career because I was now bound to AAA gaming and that's where I'm still here I'm still uh, I'm still in today uh, AAA gaming is really something I I, I like uh, with all the challenges that is attached to it
0: Yeah all the all the challenges there was a, there was a little emphasis yeah. on that Yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yeah Absolutely
1: I am probably talking more about it in the in in the future in the future but, and um, in, in, in then, so after Ubisoft, uh, Benjamin and I, we went on, on our way to build Darewise. And Darewise is a French incorporated company, but with a team of a little bit over 100 people now spread across Europe. It was a very interesting journey because Darewise, when we started it with Benjamin, was not what it is today. It was something totally different. We had a very different business model. And then it evolved as any startup company, I guess. Uh, we pivoted a couple of times. Up until we found uh, you know exactly what we wanted to do which at the time sounded like strange word but it was meant to be metaverse and true ownership based game and in 2017 2018 when we were pitching that everybody was like you guys are nuts you know it's 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 <laughs> completely nuts what you're pitching and so yeah it took us some time to get there
0: you were you were ahead of, you were ahead of the time Uh,
1: Maybe a little bit too much, and especially because we were not looking at the crypto space and blockchain space either at the time. Uh, We wanted to do everything ourselves, you know, Uh, uh, we wanted to build everything, you know, we even had developed some, what we called at the time, player contracts, you know, so player were drafting their own contracts to give missions to other players, a large, very large project, and then ultimately we evolved and we ended up seeing the blockchain as you know, the technology for us to do what we wanted to achieve from, you know, player driven economy, composability of contracts and, and features and true ownership, obviously, which is a, a key element. So yeah, I did all that. And in the meantime, I, I left Was for a few years um, where we were starting to build a team and we hadn't yet a product to sell and I, as, as a product director. I, I needed a product to, to and a team to develop a product. So. While Benjamin continued to build that team up, I was uh, invited to join the esports world for a few years. And I was uh, a VP of ESL, uh, one of the biggest esports company in the world, trying to help them uh, navigate the international development for them. But yeah, a few years ago now, Benjamin called back and say, I have the perfect team now. I need you to come back and uh, help us uh, build that amazing project that we've working
0: out. And a huge amount of experience that you can bring, you know, in even, you know, even going into the esports world and, and bringing Absolutely. that all through. Yeah. You mentioned about kind of AAA gaming and why that's that's kind of, you know, yeah. really, really important um, to yourself. Is that just because it's a kind of preferred styling of game? Is that what gets you excited?
1: No, I think uh, it's not necessarily that it's only the type of game we're excited about. I think we, we love the, the creativity of all game developers, but this is what we know and what we've learned how to mm-hmm. do. Living at Ubisoft, you you are living and breathing AAA all the time. From game uh, IDs and game designs to marketing and customer support, everything needs to be AAA. This is where we we realized ourselves. You know, we were like, okay, this is this is so cool to be able to aim at the eye end of the gaming experience. And this is what we learned. Mm-hmm. So it was you know trying to apply AAA lessons and tools to more indie project has been proven even by us in the early time of Delaware is very complicated
0: and timing is everything right you you, you mentioned yeah. in in the context you mentioned it, it was the you know 2018 going in and talking about metaverse and true ownership to non-blockchain type of gaming yeah. studios investors whoever that may be was a bit of an uphill challenge right and I, I, f- I feel like yeah. if you had done that November last year, 2021, you probably would have gone, Zoom, and everyone would have swarmed yeah. to you, right? Yeah, <laughs> they, exactly, um, exactly. So the timing is is kind of critical on that. But I have a lot of conversations, and people say with games that involve blockchain. So I'm not necessarily going to say out and out blockchain games, but games that involve mm-hmm. blockchain technology, you know, NFT ownership, uh, etc. Yeah, they're even not very good yet. You know, people are expecting AAA because AAA is the peak of the game development, right? So I always say yeah. to them, but that's all going to come. But it takes a lot longer to build a AAA game than it does a oh, hyper casual yeah. or casual game, and that's the that's the reason behind it. Is that is that the reality? Uh,
1: it it is the reality. Building a triple AAA game not only requires a lot of people and resources, but it's also every step of the way of making a AAA game, whether it's by the scope or by the 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 the, the, ta- the visual target that you have or everything. Requires more time, requires more energy, requires more resources. So, it's 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 just like that, you know. Um, and and even when you have productions that are uh, on the market, coming every year, they're not just started right after the the next. You know, some are in development three, four, five years before they come out. Mm-hmm. Even they are even if they, if they are uh, yearly release. So uh, yeah, a AAA game is demanding, but this is also what excites a lot of people. We think. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially right now in that in that in that space. I think we we are we are targeting to be one of this 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 first uh, AAA triple MMORPG game linked to blockchain technology and supporting uh, true ownership and player driven economy. And that's some not something we started to imagine or think about last last month or, or last year. This is something that we started in twenty eighteen actually. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long way, and now we are proud because we have something, you know, that is almost playable. Actually, will be playable by everyone by the end of June, uh, as we are uh, opening up an open alpha uh,
0: wow. of our product. Okay, yeah, that's not far away at all. Yeah, and that's just excellent. for anyone that's listening, it's the it's the first of June today, so it's this month, right? Yeah, you may you may be listening in July. In that case, you know, go and download it and have a go. Absolutely. Can you tell me more about the the actual the narrative of um, Darewise? There's a, there's always a story behind every game, right? So what's the what's the story here?
1: So the the story of this game, actually, as I said, we were imagining worlds and games, game experience, multiplayer ones, that could put truly the world and the the the, the experience into the hands of the gamers by enabling them to have true ownership of what they do in the game, from the very beginning until the end, and by giving them the opportunity to drive the in-game economy. And so we had a lot of different ideas about how to do that. And ultimately, we, we were always a little bit limited and scared by the technology. Because technology, even though in gaming we are very proud to go into all the innovation possible, but nowadays game engines are extremely accessible and everything, when you want to make a living and breathing world for multiplayers and at scale to be enjoyable, you need a, a very good backbone of a technology. And early, in, in, in the early days of 2017, 2018, we, we found a partnership uh, in the name of Improbable. Um, <clears throat> and they were very supportive of our vision for such a multiplayer experience. Um, and so we decided to partner with them with their technology as well, to trying to find the best possible solution to enable our vision. And that's what drove us you know, a long time. It was to make sure that we have the right technology and tech backbone to this project so we can really truly realize our vision. And our vision was, we want to create that living and breathing world where you're not necessarily uh, invited to only be the hero, you know, uh, you can be the hero and you can be the, the knight in the shiny armor with a big gun going into dungeons and, and trashing monsters and everything. But we also think that there is more than, than, than that in, in modern MMOs, that sometimes you just want to chill out and fish and sell your fish, you know, yeah. and, and be rewarded for that as much as you can be for going into those dungeons. And so we wanted to open up that vision that modern MMOs were meant to be for everyone whether you have five hours to kill or 20 minutes. And for that, we wanted to open up the variety of roles that you can have in that world. And that's, that's the vision we have at Daywise with Life Beyond, which is our, our, our game, the name of our game is that you're going to be in that world and that world will evolve with you. And the way it evolves will be by players' choices and player choices come whether you want to be a hero, a farmer, a taxi driver, a DJ, you name it, you'll have the toolbox to do that as you develop your activity in the game.
0: Very, very cool. Very cool. And I, I confess I used to be one of those Grand Theft Auto players that just never used to do exactly. any of the missions. I just drove around like a lunatic and yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. And now now I think the modern thing is that you are meant to be rewarded for that because you contribute to the life of the community in the game, mm-hmm. you know, by just driving around, being there, maybe do the taxi from time to time, or whatever, and um, and and this is what we want to bring. Um, so, Life Beyond is a game that is set in a sci-fi space, you know, not too far away. Our references in terms of how we want to position this game is like valorant with the twist of Men in Black kind of feeling, you know, like humoristic kind of thing. Okay, and basically the game revolves around three main heroes. The the planet itself is. Completely new, and you are sent over there to explore uh, that planet and to make it livable for humankind. But the challenge is that there is still some alien defenses in there that needs to be put down before you can properly settle in. So the first era of any region of that planet will be what we call pioneering. Mm-hmm. You go; you need to go out there uh, with guns and gadgets, t- with your teammates or solo. And you're going to have to do some some missions to actually turn down those alien threats. And discover on the way, discover secrets, discover new technology and everything that will help us as a player to improve. And that's the first thing. And once a region is clean, let's call it clean, then the second era starts. And people can establish themselves on, on this lands and start building up a society. They can decide to do a farm or to build factories or just to do services for people like i don't know i can be an archaeologist and help you find what you have underground that makes makes your land valuable for you and so on and so forth so that's the second part where we invite players to get any roles and to develop their society the painting area still leaves in other regions so if you if you just want to go for shooting gun kind of action gameplay you can still do it in other regions to help them getting you know ready for settlement but if you want to build other systems and especially as we meant to be a play and earn kind of game the, the settling era is is where things happen and the third era once the settling is kind of well on its way and well developed is what we call the governing era and this is where now we're going to put in the end of the player the way they want to rule this society the way they want to establish themselves in between i don't know different groups of people giving them the the, the reign to dictate the rules and rewards for the whole group so those those are the three areas that's going to live in life beyond for as long as the game lives this is this is really a a living and breathing world in that sense of if you want to establish yourself as the shoemaker well maybe you're going to have a brand there maybe it's going to be a brand that lives in the game and outside of the game you're going to be able to make a living out of it or at least earn something by selling your uh, your your in-game items as nft in the game on secondary markets and get tokens and reward for that so that's really what we want to bring the game to and uh right now we are pretty happy with the direction the game is going
0: so you are replicating the evolution of society uh, and and civilization yeah
1: somehow yeah some somehow something like that you know with with a more sci-fi twist with Flying cars and maybe very strange animals instead of instead of cows and and chickens. Um, so yeah, this is. Uh,
0: it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see when when you get to the third era, the um, you know, what do you call it, the governance era? The governing. You yeah. see if you got the, some kind of cyborg overlords, and you know. <laughs> maybe you know. Maybe that's going
1: to be you know. And again, we we, we don't want to dictate anything. What we want to do is we want to give players choice. I mean, the the tagline we came with this game. Uh, is the feeling of a game, but the stake of reality. Because this is really what ends up being, I think we hope that this game will end up being, is that you're gonna have the same feeling of, of a reality in the way you manage your activity, in the way you do things, but with fun. Yeah. Because this is still a game, you know, and, and, and we, still, we still call ourselves a A game first and a A free to play game first, because we wanna make sure people have fun, ultimately.
0: And this this play to earn aspect that you've got going through very very popular of course now and that's kind of what blockchain enables unlocks. Passing fad or something here to stay? I've got I've, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but I want to hear it.
1: <laughs> what we what we believe in is not play to earn, is play and earn. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately we're game makers and games meant to be fun. Uh, if you turn that un, un, you know if you turn that only to be a job it's hard to have a job that is fun mm-hmm. you know it's it's very hard and i think in terms of mechanics as well it's it's complicated to have a win-win situation or a win-win-win situation um Uh, for everyone when everyone is trying to make a living Mm. because ultimately the game developer is trying to make a living the players are not trying to make a living and anyone who participate in this is trying to make a living so that's why we are we are positioning life beyond as a play and earn where the play play still is a big part and the earning is really linked to your in-game action and how you contribute overall to the grand scheme of the this this in-game community uh being developed so i don't know if play to earn is a Phase, or is something that I think it's something that means that is meant to evolve.
0: Absolutely, yeah. You know, I've heard playing earn quite a lot. It's actually the is polka dot, wasn't it? The is it is it Gavin Williamson that, that kind of first yep. said that a few months ago, and um yeah, it does make a lot of sense. Even it's just that kind of one word, but it it makes such a big difference in in kind <laughs> exactly. of how it's uh, perceived. So you know, I'd like to talk about um because what I think we've all seen in the last couple of years since the kind of explosion of uh, these types of games you know Axie Infinity is a is a great example here is that because they these NFTs in that case the characters have this value and this very tradable value you know the price goes up very very quickly and there's, there's very quickly a barrier to entry for someone that yeah. just wants to come in and, and play the game but is restricted because they have to own one of these avatars to play it right so what are you doing there with, with, with life beyond? How are you removing those barriers?
1: So we we are removing this by in a very simple way. It's a free to play game. Your character is not what you well, you own it, but it's not it's not required to own an NFT attached to your character in any way. What the, 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 the value will come from everything, every equipment, every building that you're gonna create, craft, build over time. And this is where anyone can join and anyone will have a, a starting package that enables them to have fun so if they don't want to have anything to do with blockchain anything to do with nft they can still enter the game still have fun still enjoy it this is really what we what we, we think will bring a little bit more tension or a little bit more mass market attachment to this kind of game the uh, then the, the the fact that in our game nothing is looted in terms of equipment or 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 um, you know treasures or anything, you have to craft your equipment. So if you if you want a new gun, you need to to find the resources, to find the blueprint, to craft it, or to buy it to another player. That's why we were able to say that there is not a class attached to your to your character, and it has its own life, its own story, its own outfits and everything. But it's not it's not be, at the beginning we're not asking you to choose if you want to be a tank or a warrior or healer or whatever what's going to define what you do in the game is the equipment you have Mm. or the tools you have with you so if i want to be a tank in one mission then a healer in the next then i want to be a farmer and i want to be a taxi driver all i need is different equipment that allows me to play those roles and all those equipments will be nfts in a sense or could be nfts if you decide to 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 go for it and that's where i think there is very limited barrier to interns inventory in in that game because you can you can start fresh and just you know go on different missions craft your equipment and 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 start over
0: yeah it's refreshing to hear that's refreshing to hear because the emphasis is on the, the the play and experience it's not on the the technology then yeah exactly so tell us a little bit about your product roadmap. You've got it coming out this. Uh, you said it got a closed alpha. Is that right? That's coming out this. Yes. Open alpha. Okay. It's an open
1: open alpha uh, end of the month. So uh, we're pretty excited. This open alpha will last for three months. There's going to be an early access for everyone who got uh, one of the NFT we first dropped a couple of weeks ago, which was an airdrop. We dropped to over a million people. Wow. Yeah, we were tremendously surprised by the success of this and the attention.
0: How did you reach a million people? Was that was that just the interest they come to you for your community? Wow! Yeah, incredible.
1: Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, we we, we got a lot of support from from the Animal team, and and we released a cool trailer alongside a couple of you know doing a couple of uh, uh, shout out to the, the support team behind it. We actually ended up uh, with seven million wallet addresses registered. Incredible. Obviously, a lot of these came from bots and cheaters trying to cheat us on grabbing lots of NFTs. So we had to work hard with our in- engineers to trim down that list um, with, uh, with a couple of criteria. And we end up with over a million valid wallets that got the NFT. And this NFT is, is, is an appointment key card that uh, enables you to get early access to this open alpha and also will grant you other perks uh, and utilities. Then the, the open alpha will be open actually for everyone, probably early July. So you don't need any NFT to join. You just go on the website, register, download the game, log log in. And it's gonna last uh, three months uh, with different content updates, some cool events, uh, some community goals to get additional rewards. So this is very exciting. And on the short term until then, we're gonna have a couple of NFT drops coming up. Those NFT will all have an in-game utility. So we're gonna have a special outfit, a uh, limited edition uh, is called the Agent Zero jacket that will enable you to have time net boost to your character when you're wearing it during missions. Uh, we're going to have a pet robot, kind of a mix between a PFP and, and small pet animal following you. All, all that is coming before the Open Alpha. So uh, there's a lot of things to grab before and to enjoy during the Open
0: Fantastic. Alpha. Fantastic. I mean, million, a million is a great number to have, isn't it? Just on that initial bit. I mean, there's, there's, the, I mean, to put it yeah. in context, there's what two billion gamers or something in around that. So you, you got one thousand yeah. nine hundred ninety nine million more out there. So it's a huge yeah. market. But <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still massively. Uh...
1: Yeah, we're very, very happy, and uh, and and we you know we 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 know that not everyone will join the game what well, the second, but it's good to see that there was a huge interest in what we're bringing and now we are working hard on on you know. Sharing more of the roadmap, sharing more of what's coming up, and and making sure that the community gets the feeling of being well heard and rewarded for participating early with us, and the yeah, and I think the 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 open alpha will be very enjoyable. It's a PVE focused theme at this point, where you're going to be able to to you know test the different uh, uh, missions, test uh, see a little bit of the biomes and the the world out there. Uh, you'll be able to play solo or in groups. You're going to be able to upgrade your weapons. Thanks to the different rewards you're gonna get, and uh, and we have a little surprise for the end of the open alpha. So a surprise. Participate and stay tuned. Nice yeah. little sneak preview there. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. I mean, you've got a big smile on your face, Vincent. So, what's what's the kind of culture within the team?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we 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 have a very good and very open culture at Delwise to to be part of a project that listens to, to everyone and that everyone can participate in. And I think that's something that we've built up a lot, uh, uh, you know, over time is to have that culture of openness and uh, and people can really, really, you know, contribute to the project in whichever position they are and to whichever subject they want. You know, we have, we have now teams all across Europe and that, that feels really, really good because, you know, you can you can share so many different stories, so many different approach, so many different personal stories as well. That it's it's refreshing in a, in such a massive project. You know, when you work at Ubisoft on some project, sometimes you you end up in a team of one thousand people working on the same project, and it's almost impossible to you know to connect with everyone. Here at Delwise, we are we are a little over one hundred people. It's still hard to connect with everyone, but it's very much more easy to to share and to have a lot of different input in that project. So, and we're still looking to hire. So if you're listening to this and you have, you know, and you want to work in, 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 in AAA space, feel free to check our therewise.com website. We have a lot of openings. And I think it's it's great. Now we just opened a new office in Barcelona. Nice so location. Uh, getting a nice location. We have a tremendous office there. And uh, we're looking at, in opening uh, other offices we, I think we're looking at London, uh, Montreal, and another one in mm-hmm. Europe. I cannot remember, because yeah, uh, we need to find talents. We need to find talents, and talents are all across the world. And I think now we we've proven the past couple of years that if you're well organized and have the right mindset, you can work, you know, remotely mm-hmm. with a team well distributed. So this is this is what we we continue to do. And I think DAOs is a great place to work. We have a very good management style in the sense of. Uh, we, we we pay attention in people development and people well-being first and foremost, and we're trying not to to push anyone to do anything that they don't feel right for them and the project.
0: I, I think that's super important, anyway, because you know that culture leaks over, right? They go, that that's fundamentally what fuels the game, the gaming experience, yeah. the user experience that very much comes across. So.
1: Absolutely, that that's why openness and and transparency, in a sense is is key for us at as well you know we, we're sharing a lot of information internally to be able to that, that everyone understand where we're going and, and and why certain decisions sometimes happens and we're trying to replicate that with our community as well you know when, when we had to when we had when we're facing challenges when we have to change things then we just explain why and uh, and and we're trying to answer the questions to the community we have mm-hmm. regular amas we are the team is regularly on discord with with the with the the rest of the the community so we we're trying to be as as transparent as we can be to gain trust in in what we're making
0: communication is king as they say excellent i, I mean I, we could chat all day uh, i'm sure of it this is uh, yeah so. super super good guest and thank you very much for for joining us any any final thoughts at all okay.
1: Thank you very much for, for, for having me today. It was a pleasure. Um, I mean, you know, we, we're super excited to to show the world what we're making. If you're excited to come and join us on Discord or any social media, life Beyond, at Life Beyond is probably the handles you, you'll you find us the, the easiest to. And I think uh, there, there are the correct things happening. Uh, we're also looking at a lot of partnerships, you know, We've we've announced that we're going to make something with the the board 8 your Club very cool uh, in the game. So All right. we announced some some cross promotion elements with uh, with the Phantom Galaxy, part of the Animoke brand's family, and and more to come. This is something also that we value very much is the the partnership aspect in that web three space that is so so nice to be in.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I com- I completely agree. It's, it's it's very kind of collaborative. Yeah. Uh, and, and what i say though I, I think i call them curiosity carrots what you, exactly. you know, kind of just drop right everyone's <laughs> yeah. kind of you know well whoa, whoa. Uh, i'm gonna go look at the website and i'm gonna check it well Vincent marty from darewise and uh, working on the uh, life beyond uh, sounds really really good and thank you very much for joining the kudos cast today and for everyone else that's tuned into this week's kudos cast it's been a blast hope you enjoyed this week's kudos cast and a big thank you to our sponsors once again Algorand, Outlier Ventures and AMD. You can check them out in the description below. And don't forget to like and leave us a review to support this podcast and for more content you can find us on Twitter, Telegram, Instagram and Medium. Until next time, adios and au revoir.